0: The Faith and Film Festival at Concordia Seminary in St. Louis is right around the corner. It's coming up very early in 2023, and we want to share with you some details about that so you can get registered for it. Joining us today, we have a whole line of guests in our virtual studio. We have Heather Choate Davis. She is a co-creator of the Faith and Film Festival. Heather, welcome back to The Coffee Hour.
2: Thank you for having me.
0: The Reverend Jacob Wampler, also co-creator of the Faith and Film Festival. Jacob, welcome back. Thanks for having us. The Reverend Dr. David Lewis, Associate Professor of Exegetical Theology at Concordia Seminary in St. Louis. Dr. Lewis, welcome back.
3: Yeah, thanks for having me back.
0: And Erica Bennett, she is Director of Continuing Education at Concordia Seminary in St. Louis. Erica, welcome back to The Coffee Hour.
4: Thank you, Andy. Good morning.
0: So let's start with with Heather and Jacob. We'll start with Jacob on this. How did the Faith and Film Festival begin? What was the idea that, that sparked this?
5: So for me, I think it was... Growing up, watching very popular films like Star Wars, Rocky, the Rocky series, and seeing faith themes pop up and not really knowing what to do with that as a kid. But as I got older, my parents helping me process some of that, seeing my faith in the films that I was watching. And that really continued for me throughout my upbringing into my high school and college years. And then as i went to seminary i had class with the great rev rosso and he kind of continued to you know stoke that fire in me and then i went to a conference in san diego and i met somebody named heather davis and she she and i really connected over one film in particular and kind of had this idea to start a festival where we view these great films and talk about faith themes spirituality themes and really how we can use that in our preaching and our ministry and to, you know, witness our faith to the world as well. And that was really kind of how the idea started. I'd also mention there was a nice three or four hour conversation at Panera across the road from uh, the seminary with Dr. Lewis as well. That was an important part of the, the process. I'd be remiss if I didn't mention that. But yeah, it really started with a partnership between Heather and myself and this common love of film. And I'd like to hear what Heather has to say about it too, because I might've missed something.
2: (laughs) Well, I was just gonna add, Jake, that it really took five years of us having chats in our Facebook Messenger thread before we came up with the idea, but we knew we had this common love of film and the potential for film to allow people to have eyes to see the culture. Um, in new ways. And we were kind of frustrated. We shared a frustration that the church was so disinterested and oftentimes contemptuous of film. And we thought, this is crazy. This is such a great tool to, to discuss our common humanity, to see where Christian themes are alive and you know, not typically Christian films. And so we were always messaging about that. Did you see this? Did you see this? You know, Boa, what about this? And then we just, a certain sense of shared frustration led to an opportunity to say, you know what? Let's make it a festival. And when we went to Erica, who had just become like that week, the new director of executive director of continuing education. So there was a great gift, providential gift of timing in that, because I I tell people, you know, I think it's fair to use the term miracle because we didn't get to her till June and we had the first event seven months later.
1: Wow. Mm -hmm. That's, a, that's quite the event to pull together in seven months. And I remember that, that first one. Great experience. Now, Dr. Lewis, I also want to get your input on this with how this came about, since I, I, I hear you were a part of the starting of all of this, too.
3: Well, it, I got involved when Jacob visited campus and invited me to meet with him over at Panera's. And we talked about the possibility of launching a faith and film festival. He mentioned that he'd been talking to Heather. I didn't really know Heather that well at the time, but uh, I knew about her passion for film and his passion for film. And I also have a a passion for film. And so I I guess, Jacob, I sort of just gave you the the okay, let's go ahead and see what happens. I I was sort of half thinking nothing was going to happen just to, sort of second heather's comments because very often christians are kind of contemptuous of film i was thinking yeah this is probably isn't going to go anywhere but i think the miracle we had was that erica had just assumed her office and basically was excited about this and made it happen and so i was i was sort of i was i wouldn't say dragged in but i I already (laughs) sort of do film stuff with students here already this the faith and film festival was sort of taking that and, and just doing it on a larger scale with a lot of other people involved, including a lot of people who know more about film than I do
4: <laughs>
0: Dr. Lewis, you mentioned that film plays a role in the the work that you do in, in in teaching students in that formation of pastors and deaconesses. What role does that does film play in that education that formation as a professor of theology?
3: Well my particular interest, in film has always been in sort of how the bi- the narrative of scripture, especially the gospel narratives, have been appropriated by filmmakers. Heather mentioned this, but film, film is a window into our culture and its values. And I've always been fascinated by the fact that the story we have, the story of Jesus, the gospel narrative, is such a powerful story that storytellers in our culture, even some who aren't necessarily Christian, will make use of our narrative again and again to tell their stories. And so I've had a long interest in how Jesus is portrayed as a character in film. And then, then I realized there are also many characters who are Christ figures. One of my favorite films, Cool Hand Luke from 1967, when I realized that the character uh, Luke, played by Paul Newman, was actually a Christ figure, it it impacted me in such a way that I realized, wow, we've got such a great story to tell. So, so great that the makers of this great film borrowed our story to tell their stories. And I like to sort of encourage my students to have an interest in the culture that surrounds us so that they will be better prepared to engage that culture. And, and especially, I would say, looking for theology in film, looking for religious motifs And then especially for me, looking for Christ figures and whenever Hollywood decides to borrow the gospels to tell their stories.
0: Hmm. Uh, Heather, you heard how Dr. Lewis explained how film plays a role in, in his vocation. What about in your vocations?
2: Well, you know, my I have a creative vocation that crosses a lot of different worlds. And right now I'm doing primarily, I'm doing music. But I started out, I was in the Writers Guild. I, I did a one-woman show for Norman Lear. I had movies that were in development, big Hollywood things. So that was my early stage. So that love came from a participation and understanding of film. And then I kind of walked away from all of the shortly before I came to faith. And I didn't come to faith till I was in my 30s. And so I live here in L.A. So I just, my environment is very different. And my number one passion is trying to, number one, speak the truth of the gospel, planting seeds of the gospel in messages that go outside in creative work that goes outside the church. And then secondarily, to help the church recognize how they can do a better job of that. Because oftentimes the church likes to just keep that wall up and maybe even keep building it higher. And that's just not helpful for that Missio day. And so it's like, you know what? Let's Let's all see where we can all join into these stories. Because what happens is people will see a film that they never would have seen before and go, oh, that gives me a really different viewpoint of that person's life. Or oh, that person isn't quite as different from me as I might have thought, and suddenly the walls come down, and you're better able to just see neighbor as neighbor, not as believer or not believer. You know,
0: mm-hmm. Jacob. How about for you? What role does film play in your vocations?
5: I, you know, primarily as a as a pastor, I I tend to use film in, in preaching and teaching. In fact. Just last Thanksgiving Eve, we had a worship service and I kind of, my primary illustration that I used in my sermon for that evening was (laughs) a clip from Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. And my people were just blown away by watching the end of that film. One of them commented, I'm glad you didn't show the clip from the airplane counter, if you've ever seen the film. Lots of expletives. So obviously I didn't show that, but you know... I showed the end of the film where one of the characters realizes the truth about another character and kind of likening that to the story of the 10 lepers and the one who returned to give thanks to Jesus for being healed. And, you know, kind of likening that to the relationship between Steve Martin's character and John Candy's character. And, you know, my people were just so blown away by how a film could communicate something so differently and in a new light in a film, nonetheless, like planes, trains, and automobiles, which is on its face, a John Hughes film, which is funny and comedic and heartwarming and everything else. But that's typically how I tend to use film. I use a lot of film illustrations. I use a lot of clips in Bible study and in preaching and teaching. So for me, I think there's just so many opportunities to, you know, very safely, very respectfully show and use film in our preaching and teaching for the communication of the gospel.
0: We're learning about the Faith and Film Festival taking place in early 2023 at Concordia Seminary in St. Louis with a whole lineup of guests from Concordia Seminary and the the festival as well. We have more to chat about the Faith and Film Festival coming up in just a moment, right here on the Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates.
1: I'm Sarah Golseth.
0: welcome back to the coffee hour i'm andy bates
1: i'm sarah golseth
0: today we are talking about the faith and film festival taking place at concordia seminary in st louis january 26th through the 28th now is the time to register for it though so that's why we we have a great chat a great lineup of guests to chat about it today and uh, let's go back to to Dr. Lewis, what happens at a faith and film festival at Concordia Seminary? I know this is, what is this, number three, number four? Yeah,
3: this is, this will be our third faith and film festival. As I recall, you were both here, um, what was that, in 2020, pre COVID. And then the second faith and film festival was actually online. That was 2021. I mean, yeah, 20, I may be getting my dates wrong. Sorry. But this will be the third, our Third Faith and Film Festival live here at the seminary, and uh, I'd I'd, I'd like to hear Jacob and Heather also respond to this question, but those who, who come will be allowed to watch various films, each of which will be moderated by somebody who is passionate about that particular film, and then after viewing the film, we'll discuss various religious motifs, various themes, and Perhaps also ways in which this film can instruct us as Christians, both about our culture and how we might more faithfully engage that culture with the gospel and with lives of discipleship. And I'd like to hear Heather and Jacob also respond to this. Go
1: ahead, Jacob. Or Heather,
2: go ahead. I was just going to say, I think, you know, we use the the phrase eyes to see. We borrow that from scripture about this whole project Because once someone comes into a room and hears a discussion and hears someone share a point of view about something they saw in a film about, you know, a redemption moment or a Christ figure moment, they they then develop an ability to take that gift. And apply it on their own in outside things. There's growth. I mean, that's what continuing education is all right. It's all about, right, Erica? We're supposed to grow. We're supposed to learn. We're supposed to see things in new ways. So this is what it really helps with. And every person after the first festival, we had like 75 people from 16 states, just right from the beginning, so eager, so hungry. And to a person, they said. It's the conversation. It's being in the room for the conversation. There's nothing like this going on. And just so you know, there's no festival like this anywhere in the country. No other film group. No other seminary group. No. There's lots of film festivals, and usually they're debuting new films. But no one is using film to. I mean, using a, a, a film festival to discuss themes in existing films for the purpose of broadening our theological lens and our our sense of passion in the world.
1: Go ahead, Jacob.
5: Yeah. And I would say kind of branching off the conversation piece, one of the things that stuck out to me was the conversations are then spilling out into the hallway and they're spilling out into the world. So for example, we had a high school educator, Lutheran high school educator from Kansas City come to the festival. He met Abby Olchesi, who is a film critic from the Kansas City area, and they struck up a conversation and he ended up inviting Abby Chessey to come to his high school classroom and talk about film to his Lutheran high school students. That was after the festival. And so I think that one of the really cool things that I've seen is the continuing relationships and the, the new connections that are made from this festival as well. So, you know, that obviously starts at the festival with those conversations and wouldn't be possible really without the conversation. So, you know, I think watching the movies is part of it. But like Heather said, you know, far and away, the feedback we got from the first festival especially was that people just so much appreciated the conversations and the opportunity to share their, you know, their views and, you know, how the film struck them and hit them and, and really cut to their heart as well.
1: So what is it about film? What makes film a unique medium for this kind of conversation? And and this kind of just thinking about these themes, what is it about film specifically that that really urges this kind of of thinking, Jacob?
5: You know, I think it, it's interesting to me because I, I often look at Martin Scorsese in in his films and how he captures humanity and sin and darkness but also light and truth and hope as well a, a case could actually be made that all of his films are spiritual films which i know is a stretch for things like wolf of wall street and goodfellas but you know i think there's just this this combination of picture and sound and narrative and story and acting and directing and cinematography and editing which we're going to be talking about at the festival there's all these things that go into it that engage all of our senses and for me, growing up in northwestern Wisconsin, especially in the wintertime, film for me was a window into the rest of the world when I couldn't necessarily leave the house during the snowstorm, yeah, you know? Sure. So I went and I experienced, you know, through the Rocky films, you know, I, I went and experienced the boxing ring in Philadelphia and I went to the, you know, magical forests of Japan and my neighbor through you know, Miyazaki films and it's just this. You know, transportation into you know different cultures, different narratives, different stories that we maybe otherwise would never experience, and I think it broadens our lens of the world and helps us to see people you know
0: much differently than we would otherwise. So you have quite the lineup for this year. Who wants to to share with us the lineup of film and speakers for this year?
2: Erica, go. Sure, I'm happy. <laughs>
4: So yeah, besides, let me first talk about some of the moderators and presenters. Besides the three people with us this morning, Dave and Heather and Jake, we also have a handful of our own faculty and staff here at Concordia Seminary that will be moderating. We have our head of our deaconess program, Jillian Bond, will be back again this year. We have Dr. Eric Kerman, who has helped on a panel before. he will be doing that again this year. We have Tim Seleska. Jolo Gamaleo Sanchez for the first time. this, And then we have various other moderators and speakers within our Lutheran church body. We have people like the Pastor Jordy Denholm, who is a fairly recent grad a few years ago. He's uh, pastoring here in the St. Louis area. We have Seth Hintz, who is out at Pathfinder out in Ellisville, Missouri, and been a part of the film festival since the very beginning. This will be his first year to moderate, I believe. He'll be moderating with Josh Buhlman, Dr. Josh Pullman, who is up at Concordia St. Paul, Minnesota. We have Kara Lewis, who happens to be David Lewis's wife, but also a huge above herself. So we're very excited to hear from her. Jake had mentioned Jesse, Kansas City. She'll be back again. She's been with us from the very... We're excited to have Josh Salzberg from out in the LA area. Nick film guy in his own right. You can see in bio on our website for more information. We have Dr. Travis Scholl, who recently was on staff here at the seminary, but now he is over with Lutheran Senior Services. And then the last two, they're actually, ironically, moderating together this year. Jacob Ewan, who is down in Accordion, Texas, and then Dr. Michael Ziegler with Lutheran Hour and Lutheran Hour Ministries, who's been a part of the festival from the very beginning. In fact, we grabbed him the first year, if you remember, Andy, we grabbed him the first kind of spur of the moment to be a part of an interview here on site with you about this old festival. So that covers all of the moderators and speakers, I believe. In addition to that, I can tell you some of the movies that we will be watching together. And then like my, my three colleagues have mentioned, we will then discuss and talk about them with a moderator or two for each. But we start out right after lunch on Thursday, January 26th. We actually get a welcome and introduction from our president. here at the seminary, um, with Egger. Josh Salzberg will be presenting to us on the vocation of film editing to kick off the whole thing. So that'll be pretty exciting. We haven't had a presentation like that before. Then we go into breakouts in the afternoon on that day. When people register, they get to choose which breakout films they want to see. We've got some great films in the lineup this year. Promising Young Woman, Moonrise Kingdom. The Night of the Hunter, which is an older movie, A Better Light. Those movies will also, our guests will have a chance to watch one of those again. We're giving another breakout session the next day. But Friday morning, after Coffee and Refreshments, we start out with some longer films, which is fun. We The options are silent, then Into the Wild, then the movie The Assassination of Jesse James. And finally, The New World. And so then we go throughout the festival, both Thursday night and Friday night after dinner. We do have big feature films that we'll be showing in the auditorium. Those will not be revealed until our guests arrive at the festival so that we do have a surprise component. Um, and then Friday night, we have for our night owl An after hours feature at 10 p.m. at night. I won't be joining in that, but that is a great opportunity for our students to join in. They can, of course, come to the whole festival as well. Um, And then we finish up Saturday morning with the last auditorium feature film and closing thoughts. I'm so excited about this. As Dr. Lewis mentioned, this is our third festival, but this is actually the only, only the second time that we are meeting together in person so so i'm really excited to bring everybody back
1: that is quite a lineup of speakers presenters and films so much uh, being packed into these couple of days it really really looks like it's going to be a wonderful event let us know what do we need to know about registration and and being on campus all of those details erica
4: Sure. So as Andy mentioned, the festival will be January 26th and through the 28th, and people can go to our seminary website at csl.edu, go under Resources and Continuing Education, and it's the first event, Faith and Build Festival. Registration is open until January 10th, I believe, maybe the 12th. But all the information is on the website with the schedule, with the lineup of the moderators, speakers, and films. We do have an exciting thing going on this week. We are joining everybody with the Cyber Monday special. Usually we do a special price later in the beginning of January as kind of a New Year's Eve sale. This year, we decided to make it Cyber Monday, where people can come together. So two people pay 150 bucks instead of 200 bucks. So it's a savings of $50 this week only. That's November 28th through December 2nd. We also have a special pricing this year for the first time for our students. For only $50, they can attend. But if they sign up this week, they can get all the food and drinks too, which is super exciting. Or they can pay extra to get the meals, the food and drinks during the festival.
0: Again, you can learn more at csl.edu. And you can find information in the resources section and click on continuing education. You can find it there. We'll share the link in the program notes today as well. Our guest today, Heather Chote Davis, a co-creator and of the Faith and Film Festival. Heather, thanks so much for being with us. Oh,
2: it's been great. Thanks.
0: The Reverend Jacob Wampler, also co-creator of the Faith and Film Festival. If- Jacob, thanks for joining us. Yeah, thanks for having us. The Rev. Dr. David Lewis, Associate Professor of Exegetical Theology at Concordia Seminary in St. Louis. Dr. Lewis, thanks for joining us.
3: Uh, Thanks again for having us, yes.
0: And Erica Bennett, Director of Continuing Education for Concordia Seminary in St. Louis. Erica, thanks for joining us today.
4: Thank you, and hope both of you can join us this year.
0: You've been listening to The Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates.
1: I'm Sarah Golseth.